0: Friend, are you living your fullest life possible, or do you need some inspiration and some encouragement to get everything that life has to offer? Stick around for more. I'm Ashley White, the host of Joy on the Journey podcast, a weekly podcast all about defining, finding, and maintaining joy on the journey of life. This week, I have a very, very special guest. My dear friend and soror, Nell Reed. Nell is a marketing public relations and communication professional that leverages creativity and analytic thinking to create and innovate actionable business strategies. With a decade of experience in industries such as healthcare and nonprofits, She has a proven track record of cultivating awareness for brands contributing to revenue generating goals for businesses. Personally, Nail has also a proven track record of taking an ordinary situation and making it extraordinary. She's incredibly kind, consistent, thoughtful, and the definition of sisterly. She is literally the life of every occasion and lives life to the fullest so now thank you so much thank for you so much
1: the thank you Ashley
0: we start every single podcast by asking guests to give their definition of
1: joy well before I give my definition I have to say thank you for that warm um welcome and bio I'm probably gonna have to steal that from you because you made me sound so smart and uh nice <laughs>
0: and honest. Yeah.
1: <laughs> My definition of joy is really just about these, or this deep feeling that you have inside of you. And it's almost like, it's almost like baking a cake or baking a cookie. And, you know, you have to do all the, the things on the front end in order to get this particular dessert to taste right. And then when it comes out, that's what joy is so joy is really about this cultivation of you know making sure you have the right ingredients because it in real life you always have to have these right circumstances and then being able to rest on it for a while much like in real life Mm -hmm. you know you kind of have to wait and be patient and then the outcome is the joy Mm,
0: the outcome is the joy so have you had situations where you thought you were baking up a good joy cake Enjoy wasn't the result
1: oh yeah all the time um <laughs> it always happens but um i think for me personally you know as i go through the scenario or, or uh, making it similar to, to, to the baking process i just always prepare for situations i always prepare that something in my day isn't gonna go well you know um I also have um, two children and I don't really have control over my life mm-hmm. like I used to. So something's going to interrupt me at some point of the day. And I'm, I'm OK with that. You know, like I've come to terms with that part of uh, the journey and you just keep going. You know, I'm not going to necessarily stop just because or I'm not going to stop any type of joy that I may try to have for the day just because one thing may have gone wrong. I'm going to just try to keep going and keep persevering through that.
0: So as a mother, how has joy been redefined? Mm-hmm. And you have little ones.
1: Yeah, I have little babies. Um, So it's really cool because, yeah, right, you do have these small kids, but you get to literally create joy for somebody else, and mm-hmm. you get to see the product of that. And for little kids, it's different because it's their first time, Right. So, for example, my kids have never been to a bowling alley, right? But if I take Ashley to a bowling alley, Ashley's going to be like, oh, okay, you know, put the ball down. I've done this so many times before. But, like, when you get to do these things with little kids, you're helping them to experience these little joyful moments for the first time. And, I mean, it could be something as simple as taking your kids out for the first time to see snow Mm. and, like, what that looks like, you know, when they try to eat it. Or when they try to smell it, like all these opportunities that you're able to just fester joy or create joyful moments. And that always makes me so happy. So on the weekends, typically like a Saturday or Sunday, I always try to take my older daughter because she's at that age now where I can take her on little dates and stuff. And every weekend we just do something that purposely is centered around her joy, centered around putting a smile on her face and just kind of giving her experiences that'll last her, you know, for a lifetime
0: that's intentional
1: oh very very intentional mm-hmm.
0: and i wonder too was that modeled for you that intentionality
1: in my own my, my own childhood i'm not sure if it was like i'm not and I, nothing to discredit my own mom but i'm not sure if my mom probably had time to you know, mm-hmm. look up and be like, what are the top ten things? And we, she, there was also no Google around, so she couldn't, you know. I, if I didn't have Google, my daughter would be at the house every day right. watching the cartoons, like she you know, or mopping the floors or something. But um, it's intentional. But I think it's easier now to like find things to do or find other moms, and you just go out and you do it. But it, it is. I am purposeful about my children's childhood. Like I mm. want to make sure that. They experience joy in their childhood. Every day is not going to be the best day, but I'm going to try to do the best I can to make sure that they have somewhat of a happy life.
0: That's good. So I like to jump into your joy journey and I st- I'm going to start a little earlier than I have most and hear about what
1: young Neil
0: was <laughs> like growing up. Were you naturally outgoing?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so um I think what happened was <laughs> you know, I grew up in Detroit and whatever you could think of, not like not like the BMF version, but it was just a really nice community. So there were people all around me. I was centered in the village, I was around people who loved me like cousins and friends and stuff like that. And everybody kind of lived their own life, everybody was happy. Um and that's pretty much what my childhood was like. I'm, I'm not gonna say it's utopia, mm-hmm. but I think that my parents did a really good job of surrounding me around people who were just living and happy to happy to live. And I I'm, I'm like really proud of them for for doing that uh, for me. But I've I've always been in a space where I could talk to other people or play with other kids, and there weren't people telling me that I shouldn't act a certain way or I shouldn't do certain things. Um, if anything, people were always, when I was a kid, people were like, no, you know, go ahead and do it. Be free. Um, <laughs> you know, just don't hurt yourself. But when I got older, that's when I moved to Memphis. Okay. Um, when I lived in a, uh, I started off living in a rural community in Tennessee and right there. Keep, keep that in your <laughs> mind. Keep that, keep that in your mind. So you go from like almost this utopian black society of Detroit, and then you move to the rural South, if mm-hmm. you will. And I was going to school with kids that like wouldn't, didn't have shoes on their feet. Like the principal will always have to make an announcement to say, like, make sure you have shoes on your feet. And I wasn't, if you're like, what is that? Or like there wow. were cows across the street from my house. And it was just like, it was just a whole different, um, atmosphere for me. And I think that's the part where I didn't necessarily lose joy, But it definitely got restructured. So, Mm. what my thing was, I was like, all right, whatever little happy feeling that I have or that I had when I was in Detroit, I'm going to have to keep that inside of me and mimic that happiness for this very um, different. (laughs) Y'all just, the nice (laughs) word for me is different, very different scenario because this is not anything that I'm used to. It's not anything that I want to continue on long term I was very honest with my parents like hated it you know I don't I did not like <laughs> this, this it. Not it yeah this is not it get me out of here and they did eventually because I, I mean you know like with with the rule south comes the the rule south and mm-hmm. I think you know what I'm what I'm talking about and um but one thing that I learned is that the little piece of joy that I did have I needed to hold on to it and and keep it with me and it And I think that's what taught taught me in that situation was regardless of where I am in life, there's going to be that little something, much like that little cake cake in the oven. Like I may not be able to pull it out just yet, but I have to hold on to something because I know that there is going to be a brighter side at the end of the day.
0: And so I wonder, were you encouraged ever to be active in the arts or theater, dance or music?
1: I don't think anybody ever said go do theater or like... And I, I've, never, I've never done it. I went to a creative arts high school in Memphis and I tried to do the program, but you have to be a triple threat. And that just, I can't sing, nor am I really that good of a dancer. Um, I could read words. And I thought, read what, <laughs> I can read. <laughs> I was like, so what, I, what do I have to do? I just need <laughs> to read some words then I can be in your acting program. And they were like, "No, and I was like, "Okay, so acting probably won't be for me, but um i did I was able to find other outlets, so you know like i can I can write, um, and I can talk to people, you know, so I, I I think i I was good with that part,
0: okay, and so growing up, do you remember what career you dreamed of having,
1: yeah?" Oh, totally. Um, This woman came to my elementary school. She was a reporter and she had just got done interviewing Michael Jackson. And I was like, okay, (laughs) I was like, cool. So I'm probably going to be a reporter or I was going to be on the radio. I was like, I need to do something not necessarily in entertainment, but I need to do something where, you know, I could work with people on TV or I could work with people that write. Um, in newspapers, I knew I wanted to be somewhere in that realm, but it was just her coming to talk about. I think I was like ten, and she was like, "Yeah, I was with Michael Jackson the other day," and I, I just I was like, "Are you kidding me? I'm ready to go work work now." So that's what happened. That was Literally, it. Oh, that was it. Like, all
0: right, Michael Jackson. shit. Yeah. What
1: exactly <laughs> do you do? All right.
0: Okay.
1: Yep. That's it. Yep. Everything. Michael Jackson. Okay. And then too, um, I grew like I mean, much like you grew up in Chicago, I grew up in Detroit. You had like really strong on air radio Mm -hmm. personalities, so they made their job seem so cool. And you could like even remember the little the little song hooks from the morning or even the morning songs that they would play. So it was just like I grew up with like those kind of images, and yeah, why not? so why not yeah wow
0: and so that speaks to how important career days are oh totally totally and giving back and going and showing especially black kids that there are people that look like you doing the mm-hmm. things beyond teachers doctors lawyers there are other careers that are just as exciting and, and profitable mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that are available
1: oh totally when you saw
0: that teacher, or you saw the, the the news reporter come into your classroom, and you were like, "All right, Michael Jackson, check, yes, this." But now that you've been in the field for over a decade now, mm-hmm. what about it feels most like you?
1: Um, I think the part that feels most like me now, and and my career has changed so many times with with it still within marketing or communications. I think the part that feels like me now is that I'm finally at a place where I can say no to things. And I know that sounds weird to be like, I'm at a place where I can say, I don't want to do this anymore, but it's cool because I don't have to take every opportunity. When I was younger, I would work for free. I would work from 2 AM to 2 PM, you know, and not really understanding the fact of my own worth or not understanding how to um, speak up for myself, or just, again, that whole that whole pushback of saying no or, or analyzing opportunities. Like, I don't have to do something just because somebody said to, for me to do it. I can mm-hmm. challenge certain things and have um, an educated conversation about, you know, ex- exactly why I'm not going to do something. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Like, I don't lose any sleep for just saying, that's not for me, you know? <laughs> not at all, so...
0: Having such an outgoing and bubbling personality, have you ever felt that you needed to shrink in the workplace from being your authentic self?
1: Sometimes. um, So I work in oil and gas, and thankfully, I work for an organization that does encourage people to be their authentic self, but I am not my authentic self all the time. You know, like I think that there is. You know, I, I think I probably micro on some people. Like, I'm like, I'm only giving you five milligrams of me right now. I'm not giving you the full dose, you know. And I also think that it's appropriate, you know, to read the room. Like, a lot of times, like, I, I like to laugh and have fun. A lot of times, I'm not working in a laugh to have fun environment. You know, I can smile at people and ask them how their day was. And if I can get in a few giggles from there, I will. But it's not necessarily a, a must you know, for for me to go in certain rooms and, and maximize my personality.
0: You have been described as having an infectious spirit of excitement and such an innately humorous personality that she takes the boredom out of any situation. Why do you believe that you take life and make life at its fullness
1: girl who are writing these descriptions (laughs) I'm sitting up here like who said that (laughs) no but uh... (laughs) so um yeah I mean I'm real honest with people when I tell them like you can it can either be within the first five minutes or the first five days of meeting me I'm gonna have a good time yeah but I also know time and place so you know I may kind of shutter myself or kind of be closed in for some opportunities. You know what I mean? Like if I'm just starting out somewhere, I'm not going to be full on, but um, I I definitely try to make sure that at some point I am able to, you know, give people full dose, but um, back to your question about, how to how to it, I, i'm sorry i'm still sucking on the description you want to <laughs> know like how how do
0: it, i listen i didn't even come up with this this is literally the quote
1: oh wow oh wow okay so um how do i how do i do that whole like infectious mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. well i mean i think other people want to have a good time too so <laughs> maybe that's why they want to roll but um i mean i don't know man i i think that it's just if if people find this infectious then okay but I'm really having a good time for myself you know like this is every day I wake up like you know this is a nail party it's not like I'm not being selfish or whatever but I'm gonna do things that make me happy first and if you want to be a passenger or if you want to get in this you know 2006 Nissan uh, (laughs) Altima (laughs) everybody has fun in a Nissan Altima. <laughs> I like but you can do that because those were the good nail years. Uh, but, no, <laughs> but no, I'm just saying like it's that's kind of what it is. It's like I'm always trying to have a good time, and I'm not. I'm not trying to like you know go to a bar or whatever. But I'm just always trying to like enjoy myself, even if it's in like a little small way. And it, I'm not even like. I'm not like trying to. I'm just wanna be happy for myself. Yeah. That's it. And I'm probably peop a lot of people aren't like that, right? Mm-hmm. So
0: And how would you what advice would you have for folks that are curious about getting out of their shell? Like they see your your bubbly personality and they're like, Oh, I I want to I want a little bit more of that. Mm-hmm. What advice do you think you would give to someone?
1: Mm, I don't know. I mean, I, I always kind of say like, if that if there's a part of you that's innately you, you gotta be yourself, right? Like I wouldn't I wouldn't dare give anybody advice to be like, oh, you wanna be more outgoing? Let me tell you what to do. Because I feel like what I have learned is there's is a certain comfort level with myself that I have. So I'm comfortable talking to strangers. I'm comfortable being in situations where you know, I'm with people that I don't know. I may, somebody, I may tell, hey, just go out and do that. But they may have an anxiety attack or I don't, I don't know what other kind of stressors are preventing them. Right. So I always use that as a caution point. But then secondly, I think that, and it, not just like myself, because I'm sure there are other people that have bubbly personalities. If that is something that they truly want to try to do, then it may just be a situation where you can connect with people that may have more of an outgoing personality And what I have found is, you know, it happens all the time. I can just be minding my business and people do come up and talk to me and I end up talking back to them. And I'm like, whoa, (laughs) it's been four hours. Um, (laughs) So maybe that's the situation, you know, just kind of be around people who do have more of a bubblier personality. But at the end of the day, you know, you always have to stay in your lane, like swim, swim in your lane, you know, stay there, stay there first and figure out why.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, your personality is the way it is.
0: So what of your personality do you think your children will pick up?
1: Um, so my two kids, my daughter probably has the um, the very serious side of me, ironically. Like, I do think that there is a side of me that's very serious and very, uh, you know, to the point and structured um and like even though my daughter is extremely fun she's very much to the point where she's just like look this is what I want and this is how it's going to be and I don't want to you know I don't don't do whatever I didn't say and (laughs) deep down inside that's kind of how I am people just don't know that um and then my son who's like one he's super chill like again he's just really nice and kind to be around doesn't cry that much really considerate so like when he does certain things he looks at you for approval Mm -hmm. and you know checks the situations out and he's just really he's super considerate he's super sweet and he's just like the that that's the I mean I I like the side of me that I don't necessarily show people in my daughter but I think the side of me that my son has is probably the the more of my outer my outer ways Mm -hmm. you know
0: I definitely know that to be true. You go out of your way mm-hmm. to make people feel special and seen. Mm-hmm. And I hope, um, I wish that more people had that innately like, Oh, I see you. You're welcome here. Um, cause so I want to appreciate, I want you to know how much I have appreciated. Oh, thank that you. That's you so personally.
1: special. Thank um, you.
0: Cause it's, as an adult, making friends is
1: difficult. It's ghetto. It's it ghetto. Is <laughs>
0: difficult, and so when you form a connection with someone, and they see you, um, and they take a genuine interest, and you know how busy their life is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because like, you got a lot going on, mm-hmm. and you still stop and go, hey, no, but how are you? Mm-hmm. I want you to know it is so appreciated. Oh, thank you. So, so appreciated. Thank you. Um, so, the final segment is the journey ahead. Mm-hmm. So, as you are considering and thinking about kind of scoping the landscape for your family, for your career... Would you dare share your hope for the Reed family or nail herself personally for the next five years?
1: So to be completely honest with you, I am real cool saying, I don't know. Like I'm real cool saying, I don't know. And there is a part of me and it, I'm really excited about this part. There is a, a part of me that's in wonder mode. Mm-hmm. So um, I have like my hands and a few different things right now. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know where it's going to, what, what's, what, how it's going to pop off. I don't know how the book's going to be completed. And I'm okay with that. Younger me would have been like, oh girl, you gotta, you know, you gotta have point A, point B or whatever. And I just am okay with that. And I think at some point I've also redefined what my, um, idea of success was Mm -hmm. so when I was younger I was like oh you know you have to have a big fancy title big fancy office and all the things that you know come with that I don't know those Gabrielle Union movies where Mm -hmm. you see this (laughs) attractive black woman in the power yeah I'm girl that that (laughs) I mean it may be me but I understand what it may take for certain people to get to that level and I don't want those kind of sacrifices. Like I don't want to sacrifice time with my kids. I don't want to sacrifice time with my husband because it's like I may try to do all those things to reach this certain level of success and totally miss like this whole successful, yeah. you know, like I think that there is success in having a good relationship. I think that there is success in having um, you know, healthy children that love you and, and you kind of communicate with that. If anything, if I had a wish for five years, it would really be just kind of having more of that, like more time with my husband, more time with my fam, or more time with my kids, more time with friends and my mom and my sister and my dad. Like, I just want to have more time with them. And I know that, I mean, I know that's not like the, um uh, whatever, a LinkedIn answer, <laughs> but that's what works for me. And I feel like once I got off the path of you know, fighting to be this quote unquote successful black woman, the success actually came. Like the money actually came because it was like I wasn't I wasn't fighting against life. Like you know, like when you swim, Mm -hmm. you I was like I was just rolling with the water. I wasn't doing anything. I was I was just floating. But it's just something that happened along that time when I let that and that's the thing, like I let it go but I think I may have just let go of the, of the, of the fight to, you know, to, to be this person that God probably in the background was like, you know, just stop, stop moving your arms so much. (laughs) I I have control. Like, please just chill. You know, I'm, I'm going to push you in the direction, but you don't have to fight. You don't have to be so stressed out about it. Like you're, you're going to go or you're supposed to go, but just take in with the water.
0: I think that also speaks to the freedom and really living the fullness of life every moment as they come. Mm -hmm. Instead of trying to force this situation to become the next situation. No, and it's kind of like you said uh, with your children and them experiencing joy every weekend. We too are God's children, right? Mm -hmm. So experiencing the joy in today, Mm -hmm. the joy in the career as it is right now. If this
1: is as good as it good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is good. Yeah, seriously.
0: I also have my family.
1: Exactly. Cause I mean, you can always get another job, right? And I know that sounds cliche, but you could get another job, but nobody's gonna be like, oh, here is a replacement of the child that you uh have ignored for the past five years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't it doesn't happen that way. So you kinda have to restructure your thinking into being like you have priorities, obviously, but what's a priority that you know you can't get back? I, I can get another job over and over again. I can join other organizations over and over again. Sometimes I can make new friends, you know, <laughs> over and over again. But it's like certain certain things. I just I can't sacrifice because I don't have anything. I'm never going to be able to replace that, yeah. you know. So we'll get that time back. I won't be able to.
0: Mm, that's so good so so good thank you so much of course thank you thank you you. so if anybody wanted to reach out to you and get career advice or life advice mommy advice how could they reach you um
1: i'm pretty open on um i can give out my instagram okay at gotta nail this so it's like gotta n-e-l-l this um i don't really answer phone calls so (laughs) if you a texter but if you dm me i'll dm you right back so that's it
0: very good no that's that's something we also have don't call Mm me don't call me (laughs) (laughs) text me and even then i i'm gonna get to it just don't not immediate i'm working on it that's my to do list it's on there Uh, but please be sure to drop in the comments uh, your greatest takeaway from this episode and let us know if you are also Redefining what success looks like in this season of your life. I'll uh, be sure to like share and subscribe This pla- uh, podcast can be found on every podcast platform Including YouTube and I can't wait t- to connect and hear from you soon so till we gather again every single Thursday May God increase your joy, grant you strength for the journey, and give you the courage to tell your story. Bye, friends.